8,000. Live from the Buffalo Wild Wing Studios, it's The Rush with Teddy Lehman and Tyler McComas. Boomer freaking Sooner. Well, I'm guessing that's Miguel Chavis, Boomer freaking Soonering, because he got a commit last night. Yeah, and also just because we haven't played that one in a while. Boomer freaking Sooner. And also, I didn't want to play the one where he's screaming in the pool because, uh, boy, that can frighten someone if they're not ready for it. Yeah, hey, you know what? I, I just saw, like, a picture of it. I guess someone took a screenshot of it and put it on Twitter. And he's, like, really close to the camera and, like, screaming. Veins in his neck were popping out. Uh, popping <laughs> out. He looked like the, um, uh, you know, the, the movie 300, they've got that oh, yeah. dude in chains that ends up going out there to, <laughs> to, to fight. That's who he looked like, uh, that monster, whatever that thing is. That's, that's your funny. defensive ends, uh, outside yeah. linebackers coach right now. Yeah, yeah that's, not, no that's, not, that's not bad to, to have there. You'll, you'll take I don't know that. if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but that's just kind of what I pictured. Uh, I just want to, I'm about to play it, so everyone brace yourself, okay? Here, here it comes. Here's Miguel Chavis. Let's go! Yeah, it's 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 a lot, man. The veins are definitely popping out in the neck there. Uh, that's good. What do you uh, that's good. what do you what do you think about him? He is um he's hype. He's a little bit of a different dude, and that's not a bad thing. We've seen some different dudes coach this sport before. Talking to you, Jim Harbaugh, and maybe even uh, Steve Spurrier as well. Um, just like I uh, just what do you what have your interactions been with him like? What what's he what's he like? I, I like him personally. Um, you know, here's here's the here's the situation for Chavis, and I, you, this goes for really everyone involved, right? Um, I I like him. I think he's doing a great job out on the recruiting trail. He's developing a lot of good relationships. As far as edge players and like what they look like. In season and in game, we got to see something, you know. Oh yeah, that's just that's just kind of the nature of it, and that's just how people are going to feel after six and seven season. And you know, to be honest, the defensively, edge disappeared down the stretch in the season. There was, you know, and and that's not just isolating them. We can say that about a lot of different position groups, you know. So. Um, on the recruiting trail, seems to be doing really good. Uh, in on some big name or landed a big five star last year. In on some yeah. big names this year, so you can't have any anything negative to say there. Let's just see if we can really get that to start showing up on the field. Back to that video I just played. I love this. Rocket Sooner on the text line says, "Yeah, he looked like Teddy when someone tried to uh, fork off of his plate." Tried to take food <laughs> off of his plate. Uh, and if you listened guilty. to the show yesterday, then, well, you, 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 you get that joke. Hey, at least I admitted that I, I realize it's a problem, okay? It's just an, it's an instinct I have. I can't do anything about it. Yeah. Um, I don't know who's, who Florida's athletic director is, but, um, geez, I, 
Have you uh, taken a peek at Florida's schedule this year by chance? Everyone's talking about Florida's schedule in 2024, how they got hammered by the SEC on that one. Um, CBS had all these, you know, Big 12 schedule rankings, SEC schedule rankings, all that. Have you taken a peek at what Florida's got to uh, face this year? Dude. No. Okay, well, try this on for size. In the non-conference alone, Florida has to play at Utah in week one and Florida State at the uh, end of the season. That's just in the non-conference portion of the schedule. Well, let me just tell you something and how I feel about it. I see that as nothing but opportunity, okay? <laughs> yeah. Billy Napier, do you view that as opportunity as well, an opportunity to get only, your ass kicked on, on national TV? opportunity. That's what I see. It's, um, it's your chance against some rivals, Against some uh, some of the top peers in college football to go out and show your stuff. Come on, yeah. at, what do we want at Utah Week One, Tennessee at home Week Three, at Kentucky Week Five, mm-hmm. and then they'll go at South Carolina, Georgia and Jacksonville, Arkansas at home, at LSU, at Missouri, and then Florida State at home. Oh boy, mm. Billy Napier uh, needs more than six wins like Britt Vittables does, but. He was dealt a uh, different hand than what BV was dealt this season. They were 6-7 and seven last year. What do you think they do with that schedule this year? Um, I think they lose to Utah. I think they'll lose to Tennessee. I think they lose to Kentucky. I think they lose to South Carolina and Georgia. I think they lose at LSU. I think they're going 5-7 and seven with the schedule. 5-7 and seven with the chance, chance to do worse. Yeah, seriously. Right. I mean, there's going to be – I don't know what the final numbers are going to look like, but as I just scan it, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, maybe eight top 25 teams on their schedule. Tough. I do think they'll uh, beat McNeese and Charlotte, though. I've got them winning those sure, two. Sure, I'm sure Charlotte's got a uh, not, feisty squad honestly. this year, you know. I'm not, and I guess this is a good way to, you know, decide what you got at coach. Let's go ahead and throw the gauntlet at him the next two years, and if we come out, we're still alive, maybe we we roll with it. If not, then maybe it's on to the next thing. Why can I not think of where he was before he went to Billy Napier was at Louisiana. That's right. The uh, Raging Cajuns, yeah. Yeah. Some were making yeah, fun of brutal. LSU at the time, like, huh, yeah, they were looking for a new head coach, and they turned their nose up at the uh, head coach down the street, and watch, he's going to go to Florida and light it up, and Brian Kelly's going to be a disaster at LSU, and we're all going to make fun of LSU for not hiring Billy Napier, and, well, that takes not looking uh, all that great thus far. Well, let me ask you this, does it make you feel better that they went 6-7 and seven last year with one of the top picks in the NFL draft, Anthony Richardson. It's true. They had, what, the number four overall pick and still only won yeah. six games? Eesh. So, and he, uh, like, <laughs> I knew he was a big physical athlete, but I didn't know, like, how big and how incredible of an athlete he was. Like, whenever we saw him at the Combine and at Pro Day, it was like, wait a second. He was at Florida last year? 
And I know he had like one or two like breakout games. What was like the second game of the season? He looked incredible, and it just never yeah, happened Yeah, but he again. didn't throw a touchdown pass to like the fourth game last year. Yeah. I mean, athletically, he is a freak, but throwing the football, there's, there's a lot of question marks there, especially yeah. at the NFL level. Well, I hope there's question marks there because, and I said this at the time, it, it, it just doesn't look good whenever you have a quarterback drafted number four overall that looks like he's the best athlete in the entire draft and you couldn't win with him. You know, it's yeah. just not a good look. Nine one eight. All these people talking are saying, "Oh my God, look at these schedules." Well, that makes you look weak. Agree with Teddy. Opportunities, and you always want to play the best. Yeah, I, I'm just going to go ahead and guess that um, Florida's head coach Billy Napier would say, "Yeah, I'd like a little bit tamer of a schedule, please." Mm-hmm. Thank you for the opportunities. Can we tone it down a bit with the schedule? I'm already on the uh, hot seat as it is, maybe. Probably not, unfortunately. Probably not going to tone it down. Um, Twenty. What This season is going to be one of the tougher schedules in college football, and I don't have it in front of me, but they're – they were, weren't they picked as the toughest or one of the toughest for 24? Even though it was supposed yeah. to be built off of like how good you've been right. recently. I think I, I, they, they'll play Florida State again, obviously, in the non con. They do every yeah. year, but maybe they have Miami that year as well. Um, I think they have maybe another name opponent yeah. in the non conference. OU, uh, meanwhile, um, still stays the same when it comes to strength of schedule. CBS is ranking them. Uh, West Virginia's got the toughest schedule in the Big 12 this year, according to CBS. Texas is at two. Iowa State at three. K-State at four. Tech at five. KU at six. TCU at seven. Baylor at eight. BYU at nine. Houston at 10. UCF at 11. Cincinnati at 12. Oklahoma State at 13. OU at 14. CBS says, Dang. yeah, they got the easiest uh, schedule. It says, since the, SEC, since the SEC asked Oklahoma to cancel its series with Georgia, the Sooners are one of three programs in the Big 12, an only returning program that does not have a Power 5 non-conference game. Additionally, the Sooners miss K-State, Baylor, and Tech, three of the top teams in the conference. The toughest road test is against a rebuilding TCU squad. That's not right. The Sooners have a perfectly manageable run to Big 12 contention. Well, wait until yeah. they find out that TCU is actually a home game and not a uh, not a road game. Then what do they think? Yeah. Um, hey, you know what? Last time we won a national championship, we didn't have a Power 5 non-conference either. It's true. Huh? Yeah, huh? and Arkansas State was on it. How about that? Ooh, look at you, Tyler. Yeah, like Come that? on, man. Wow. wonder, is that the last time that uh, OU didn't have a Power 5 team in the non-conference uh, part of the schedule? Eh, I don't know. Maybe. I I'm just trying it. to look at some similarities here, okay? We did. Wait a minute. Did we in 01? Uh, in 2001. North Carolina. Yeah, North Carolina. A, yes. Were they? I don't know what was Power 5 then. I think they were not. in the ACC back in 2001. Okay. Uh, yes, 01, 02, 03, 04, like that whole stretch. The only one I'm thinking is maybe like it doesn't count, but 2020 and oh, stuff yeah, like that, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, 2009 maybe they played. Oh, no, 2009 you played Miami. So, seriously, that might be the last time you didn't play outside of 2020, uh, a Power Sweet. 5 team. Yeah, so there you go. The similarities are just, just racking up here. Yeah. All right, well. 
what do you think is what's the deadline on when we find out what the non-con for next year looks like? I, uh, that's, I had that down in the rundown sheet today. Any scuttle about the uh, non-conference matchups? I still have heard nothing. I think the deadline's got to be by the end of July, right? It's got uh, well. I think now Joe Castiglione had said that it was going to be coming pretty quick. They hope to announce soon, but you know, I who knows? Who knows? Now, and I'm, have you heard that they may try and get a waiver to to not have to have a Power Five opponent? Uh, for this year, or oh, you're talking about 2024? No, uh, uh, um, no, I have not heard that. That seems to be a, a, a rumor. Just none, I, just none available. I that, think that so. Can make that happen? Yeah. Well, I, I think mean, so. Oh, you can't really help that if that's the case. Right. So, per SEC rules, that's kind of how it has to go. But I think, I and let me just be clear. I have no idea where that. If that comes from anything credible, I have no idea. I just had heard someone mention that, and maybe that's a thing. I don't know. Um, hmm. Well, that would make the home schedule less sexier, but when you have South Carolina, Alabama, and Tennessee as your home conference games, then maybe you, uh, maybe you suffer through four bad teams at home or three on the road, whatever they do. I got no problem with it. I'm all right with that right now. So, 405, if COVID taught us anything, schedules can be changed at a moment's notice. There's your other non-conference game, Teddy. Is on Tuesday of game week, they're going to pull a BYU and say, hey, Coastal Carolina, can we come out there and play on Saturday? We can get out there in three days and make it happen. Well, that's whenever they have to get it done. And there's all kinds of open slates, open schedules. I don't know. I don't know that anyone's uh, like how open anyone's uh, schedule is at that time, and I mentioned this before. If you happen to have an opening there and know that Oklahoma absolutely has to fill a void, boy, is the uh, is the negotiations in your favor on how much money Oklahoma's going to have to pay you to come play them at their house? You know, yeah, be charging them a pretty penny. Yeah, I mean, have you seen inflation lately, Josie? Yeah. I just, I, I, I don't know, man. I, there's no planes available right now. We might have to go private out there. Yeah, $3 million is really kind of our bottom line to make this happen. Yeah, I know it's a short drive from Denton to Norman, but $3 million yeah. is what's uh, is what we need to make it happen. Yeah, I don't know what's going to happen there, but hopefully we get something soon. And I'm guessing we will if I... I know they're pressing to get something. It's not like there's any um, any reason for them to hide what they've got going on. I'm just sure they're they're finalizing whatever it is that they're trying to do. And as soon as they have an opportunity to announce it, I think they will. I think they would like to get all of that stuff finalized. And I don't. It's not going to be any like great game that requires some type of huge announcement right at least i wouldn't expect that to be the case so i think it's just going to be a typical non-power five school and it may be even lower division than that trying to find someone to fill that void are they still doing the um like the the neutral site big kickoff games to start the year like is i i can't 
I don't remember who's, who's they college football. They is college football. Yes, and really they is the uh, Arlington Texas game. The Cowboys Classic is maybe what they still call it. Huh. I don't. I can't remember if anyone's playing in that game this year. There was one in Houston that OU played in. There was one in Arlington. There's like two in Atlanta now. That first Saturday, and then that next Labor Day Monday. Um, I, I guess I haven't heard who's playing in those games, so I wonder if they've gone by the wayside a little bit. Maybe, maybe so. Maybe so. Uh, I'm looking at the schedule here. When would they be? That that week one normally is when those two games have been there in the past. Let's see. Because um, I didn't see any, there was nothing on like week zero, and I don't see week one just as uh, with a quick scan. I don't see anything that, that has that. So, I don't know. Maybe maybe they're not doing it anymore. I don't know. Maybe. The last time they did that, according to um, – According to Wikipedia, it was 2021 when K-State and Stanford played in that game. So yeah. I don't know if that's discontinued or not. But that's actually surprising because that was they were getting some big-time matchups, like Alabama-USC, um, LSU and Oregon was there one year. Of course, BYU and OU was the first year. Michigan and Florida. So they weren't even getting like regional teams. They were getting teams from all across the country. I'm surprised that that seemingly stopped. It was a yeah. big deal. The only neutral site game that I have seen with a quick scroll through is South Carolina, North Carolina, but I know that's like a is that, that's an annual thing, right? Uh, no, I, it's in Charlotte this year, but I don't think right. that that's uh, they play that every single year. And I don't think the Sunday the Sunday game. Oh well, I guess it's a neutral site it's between in LSU, and yeah. Florida State, it's yeah, in Orlando. But that's kind and of like then, a one-off home-and-home neutral site. Like they played last year at the Superdome and this year in, or- or in Orlando. And that Clemson-Duke game on Is it Monday. Is right? No, it's in, it's in Durham, North Carolina, so I guess okay. it's actually at Duke. So there you go. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. Hanging out at Westwood today. It's been our Thursday spot. Uh, they're gearing up. they got their big annual tournament coming up this weekend. Course looks great. Bunch of guys out there gearing up, uh, practice green, and they've also got the pool open, up and running. Bunch of people out there. If you haven't been by there recently, it's awesome. Newly renovated, huge kids area. They've got the old high dives. Everyone remembers. Plus, a, a bunch of big new slides for the kiddos. Really fun spot over there at Westwood. Come see us. The word is spreading, and the ref army is growing. Keep telling your friends and family that there's only one station for true Sooner fans, and that's the Ref Radio Sports Network and worldwide on the KREF app. Have you or someone you know suffered a loss to your home or business from the recent storms? Before you accept a settlement, call Brown O'Haver at 405-735-5510. Brown O'Haver is a local-based company helping Oklahomans with claims since 1988 with preparation and expert analysis detailing your loss and insurance settlement. As your trusted consultant, Brown O'Haver can give you peace of mind and make sure you're getting what's yours. Call Brown O'Haver today, 405-735-5510, and make sure they're working for you. 
Summer has just begun, so do something cool. Go to Dorsey Jones in El Reno, where you'll get burning, fiery, red-hot savings on a new 2023 GMC. Like the new 2023 GMC Sierra Crew Cab 4x4. Take up to $500 off the MSRP, plus get $1,250 in GM rebates for qualified buyers. Dorsey Jones Buick GMC, I-40 and Highway 81, exit 125 in El Reno, or Dorsey-JonesBuickGMC.com. GMC, we are professional grade. See dealer for details. Looking for a trusted, locally owned and operated roofing company in Oklahoma? Black Thunder Roofing is a top-rated Home Advisor Elite Service Award winner and recipient of multiple Angie Superior Service Awards. They can do it all. Black Thunder also does free inspections and estimates. Locally operated in Norman and Edmond, Black Thunder Roofing serves OKC's metro area south of Purcell, Noble, Blanchard, as well as Yukon, Mustang, Bethany, and Piedmont. Visit BlackThunderRoofing.com or call 405-473-8028 for your free estimate today. Are you in need of purchasing your own health insurance? Are you turning 65 and confused about Medicare? Are you an employer looking at offering benefits to your staff? Call the agents at Allison Insurance. They'll sort through the confusion. They're not captive to just one company, and they'll get the best option for you. Don't get frustrated. Call Allison Insurance at 800-580-5587 or 745-2968. Allison Insurance. They are the experts. Whether you live in or visit Norman this summer, the City of Norman wants to encourage you to eat, shop, stay, and play local. Summer's heating up, and so are the deals. Cool down at Heyday, Norman's only family entertainment center. Endless fun awaits. Mini golf, laser tag, rope scores, and revolutions for the 21 and up crowd. Plus daily specials. There is something for everyone at Heyday. Shop the International Pantry on West Lindsay Street, Oklahoma's kitchen destination since 1978. Offering cookware, cutlery, bakeware, barware, ethnic, and gourmet foods, coffee, tea, cooking classes, bridal, and gift registries. The International Pantry is a candy and toy store for those who love to cook and eat. Don't miss Wonder House Design and Consign, where Norman shops for all their window coverings, upholstery, fabric, custom pillows, wallpaper, and consignment needs. Wonder House Design and Consign, locally owned and operated, is your design dream. When you shop local, it stimulates the economy in our community and benefits local schools and nonprofits. So each shop, play, and stay in Norman this summer. Get ready for the 48th Annual Westwood Invitational Golf Tournament presented by OklahomaTickets.com at Westwood Park Golf Course in Norman, July 1st, 2nd, and 3rd. The tournament this year will be 54 holes of stroke play, and it's open to any professional or amateur golfer. There will be six flights in the tournament, and the flights are determined by handicap. The deadline to enter the tournament is approaching fast, so make sure to call the Westwood Golf Course at 292-9700 or visit WestwoodInvitational.com for more information. Mama, what does the chicken say? Uh, dog. Cat. Giraffe. Giraffe, really? Giraffe. Uh, giraffe. You're not going to get it all right. Just make sure you nail the big stuff, like making sure your kids are buckled correctly in the right seat for their age and size. Get it right. Visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. the rush on the ref Tyler McComas Teddy Lehman we've uh, gotten a few of these texts today on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line Marshall in Woodall being one of them 
Uh, I guess OKCTalk.com uh, had a had a post today about the leaked images of the new football facility. It's like a sand volleyball court, putt-putt, pool, all that, and people were getting excited about it. I guess George Stoya tweeted out earlier today that uh, he's told that those are not accurate renderings. And you and I were talking during the break, and you don't you don't think that those are accurate either, correct? Well, uh, I don't know. I, I don't know if they're. I just I don't think that it's necessarily been decided yet. I I think that very well may be what it ends up looking like, but I don't know that that is like there's been a final decision on it. If that makes sense. I think there there may be a couple of different options out there, and maybe maybe that was one submission of what it might look like. But I I honestly don't know. Do they have the site correct? Because the site is on the old bud that's been leveled. Is where they have this well, think, located at. I think ultimately that's where I think that's where everyone would like it to be in that area. Um, but I. Who knows? Who knows? I, I think that that is one of the issues that they're trying to work through is exactly where they can lay it all out, where they can get, you know, the the most, I guess, bang for their buck, so to speak, to get everything that you need in. Um, I, ultimately, that would be the, the place that you want. I don't know what all has to be moved. I mean, clearly, you've got to move – you got to move the track. You got to move, um, like the old dining facility. I think is still up. The bud is down, but I think the old dining facility is up. That I, there's another building there that's like I think it doubles as like a post office for the university, maybe. Yeah. And there's like an uh, that's where like the anatomy class is is in that building. So there's some other stuff that's there that has to be relocated elsewhere. So there's some stuff to go through, obviously, on that end. Plus, you saw the big area for parking. Right? That's That looked to include some extra real estate just by the way it looked on there. It's kind of hard. Well, it's prime really real know. estate, like whether it goes there or, or, yeah. not, or not. I mean, that's about as prime as real estate as you can that's ask for right around the stadium, man. That's, like, perfect. Frankly, that's where you'd want it yes. to go. Oh, yeah, I, yeah absolutely. You know? Yes, proximity, like – from the stadium to Headington yeah. Hall, like all of that, it's yeah. It's Especially ideal. if you're going to do like the, because it had like a an area for the museum entrance, which I'm guessing is like all of the, you know, the trophies and the memorabilia and the, like whatever it is that they want to do there. That obviously would be, at least sometimes open to the public. Like you would imagine, that's where you'd want it to be. So, I don't know. Well, if it's but not it there, cool, right? if, if, if it's not there, it's not like you have all these great options. Um, I don't really think anywhere to the north would work. I don't think anywhere to the west could necessarily work. Um, it might have to be to the north somewhere. Well, best, we could, best I could tear guess. down the, the rest of the university and put it to the west of the stadium. Hey, that would be fine. don't give people good ideas like that, okay? Some people are really going to get on board with okay. it, okay? Yeah. I don't know. I... I well, hopefully that's where it ends up or the going. South, sorry, the south is what I'm thinking. Did I say north? Uh, to the north, I don't see. Like to the south is where I would think it would be from the, from the stadium, of course. Well, they just 
well, no, you can't go south either. There's a big new. No, I'm talking about like, even further oh, down fur- south yeah, yeah, than, yeah, yeah, than yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. well, yeah, I'm saying north is like, well, what are you, like Campus Corner is to the northwest. There's housing all to the north of that. Like I just don't really see an area there that w- w- would work for that type of facility. Yeah. I don't know. There's there's a couple of spots. Uh, hey, man, there'd be plenty of room there at the the LNC if you ever uh, had an opportunity to put an arena elsewhere. Let the basketball like team play happen. in the football team's facility. I mean, this rendering had a basketball court in it. So yeah. Well, what did you think of the rendering? Um. Oh, okay. So it's it's. I guess the first impressions are the flash flashy nature of it, right? It's, oh, mm-hmm. they got a pool and a putt-putt and sand volleyball court and all the amenities, and I'm sure that works out well for recruiting. My question is, like, how like, can they house everything under one roof? Does it give them a 100-yard practice field? Does it give them the things that Ohio State and some of those other programs have? You know what I mean? Is, mm-hmm. is it truly – is it flashy or is it functional? I would hope that it's both. But I care more about the functionality of it all. Yeah, to me, it looked it looked really functional. Um, you had the three practice fields, the indoor, which is currently already there, but it looked like it, there's an added, I don't know, what would you say, facade around the side of it, brick it up and, and purdy that thing up a little bit. Um, so your fields would be, and I don't know, with the three fields, would you do two grass and then one turf? have an outside turf field whenever you practice on turf whenever you're playing someone on turf um, that would probably be the case I don't know maybe you just keep the turf on the indoor and then the main building is where all the meat and potatoes are and it, we didn't get to take a scroll around but I know from from talking to coach Venables he would like all of it to really be in, on on one floor like the current makeup is you go into the Switzer Center, you've got like the weight room and locker room downstairs, and then you've got a couple of meeting rooms on that level. There's a couple of meeting rooms, I think, on the next level, and then you've got the coaches' offices that are above that. All right. His vision is to have almost all of that stuff on one level now you'd have locker room and training room and stuff like that on the bottom floor and then the next floor would be meeting rooms coaches like they want the coaches offices to be on the same level of where the players spend most of their time to where there's constant interaction there between players and coaches makes sense if that, if that makes sense yeah. so I, you know, however that looks in the in the renderings, I I, I couldn't tell from the outside. Uh, Big Rich in OKC says, "Get rid of Reeves Park. Use that massive site for the new facility. <laughs> Bulldoze all the uh, baseball and softball fields they have over there." Is what Big Rich you'd says. have to be willing to host the medieval fair oh in the gosh. football facility on the same floor as Brent Venable's office. That would go over great, right? Though I could see Miguel Chavis dressing up uh, yeah. for, for the medieval fair, you know? And I feel like it rains every year during the medieval fair, so you'd have no problem just taking it into the indoor, right? 
405, yes, correct. 405, favorite part of the concept is the update to the Everest Center being redone to look like the old field house. Oh, is that what that was? Now, yeah. I, I could tell, like, the bricks and everything, it it looked cool. Um, yeah, that the, ha, the inside of the Everest looks awesome. That thing's 20 years old, and if you walk in inside it right now and someone told you it was built, Last year, you'd believe it. It looks great. Uh, BFC says Sugar's site is available. That would be an uh, interesting cleanup going on there, I'm sure. Uh, yeah. Let's see. LaDonna from Lubbock, does that mean they moved? How do Heisman we know there's Park? not a Sugar's in that new facility? Wow. Right? See, you know, they're, they're from time to time, Teddy will drop something in a conversation <laughs> that he actually knows, but he kind of throws it out there as a question, as a little bit of a hint. And I've learned to pick up on these things. There's going to be a new Sugars in the facility. That's unbelievable, man. Mm, that doesn't start know. getting you more five stars. I don't know what will. I don't know what will. That's right. LaDonna's asking if Heisman Park will be moved. Uh, no, I don't. No. Uh-uh. Heisman I Park's here to stay. I couldn't tell. I think. I couldn't tell from the – now, from those renderings, they definitely moved the coaches' statues from where they are now in front of the Switzer to over there. Um, I couldn't tell – from the renderings what Heisman Park did, but if it was moved, I think it would only just be, like if that is where the site plan actually goes, if it was moved, it would be only slightly. Maybe a readjustment. Yeah, it's it's so close to that road there. I I, I mean, I don't know. I I would guess that it doesn't, and I really hope they don't either. It's it's in the perfect spot right now. It's in the perfect spot. Uh, Georgia would definitely have a Sugars inside, says a texter in the 405. Uh, K-Dub in the 918, the medieval fair in the football facility would be the best home we've had since the Ohio State game. Three laughing emojis. That'd be good. That'd be good. Yeah, I don't know. Um, It looked awesome. There's a lot of bells and whistles on there. Let's be honest. The bells and whistles are really for recruiting. Um, The players will use the swimming pool, the putt-putt green, and all of that stuff like the first week. It's like, you know, whenever you move into a new house and there's like a playroom and it's like, oh, the kids are going to love this. We can put all their toys up here. They'll spend all their time in the playroom. They do it for two or three days, never go in there again, in the, and it's a wasted space. So it's like, buying a this, pool, it's like buying a pool table then. Every guy's dream to buy a pool table. I've never bought yeah. one, but you actually buy one, and, yeah, it's cool for the first month. Then it just kind of sits there, takes up space. Well, it doesn't just sit there, Tyler. We're Americans. We put all of <laughs> our, our crap cheap on it. Amazon, yeah. Chinese-made uh, plastic crap on it. Come on, kids. Sit around. We're going to eat dinner on the pool table tonight. Come on. <laughs> Get a use out of it. All right. Quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. Hour number one rolls on. Keep hitting us on the Knippelmeyer text line, 651-3439. Hanging out at Westwood today. The word is spreading, and the ref army is growing. Keep telling your friends and family that there's only one station for true Sooner fans, and that's the Ref Radio Sports Network and worldwide on the KREF app. Fowler Auto Group is proud to be a part of your community where our passion and values lie far beyond the show. We believe that families, sports, art, and culture are at the heart of every thriving community, and it's important to us that we help them. 
It is the rush on the ref. Hey, don't forget to download our free app in the App Store if you haven't already. Just search K-R-E-F. That's the official app of the ref. You can listen to us wherever you're at on the go. Maybe you're on vacay with the family. Still need your fix on Cruton and other things with OU football. K-R-E-F in the App Store. Download it to listen to us worldwide from there. Uh, okay, I have a college football assistant coach that has a take on this. I'll ask you and see if you match up with that college football assistant coach. When I ask you who's a sleeping giant in the sport right now, who immediately comes to mind? How asleep are we talking? Are are, are we saying like – like they're they're ten just on years. the verge of of bouncing back. Yeah, like ten, it's it's been over ten years, and it's been it hasn't been good in the past ten years. Once great, or we've always thought they've had the potential to be great, but man, this past, this past decade, ooh, rough. Now, is does it have does it have to do with anything with how good or bad they are now? Yes, yeah. I mean obviously they're they're asleep. They're a sleeping giant. So yes, I mean they they've okay. been bad right or right now. I'll give you I'll give you several. Okay. Florida's the first one. Right? Um I don't know if they're ever going to be able to wake up because everyone keeps knocking them out with schedules, <laughs> right? Seriously. Um but Florida I mean location conference Everything is right there. Um, I think you disagree with this one, but I still have to throw it out there. Although it's, it's, it's. I think it's far less likely than than Florida, but it's Miami. Um, I don't necessarily I, disagree with that. I, I mean, it, and it's kind of another point too. Is you've always evaluated this based on location and recruiting area, but. You almost have to evaluate this based on NIL capabilities now as yeah. well, you know? So, yeah. with that being the case, then I, I'm, I'm fine with Miami being the first on the list or second, whatever. Um, the University of Southern California, I think, has to qualify. Uh, I, they've got a ton of resources. They're pouring a ton of NIL money in. Now you can agree or disagree with their approach. We don't know if it's going to work with the uh, um, not selling out in recruiting, but selling out in trying to get transfers. Um, we'll see. I don't know how. What do you think? Does Tennessee qualify? I would. I would have said Tennessee last year, probably. Um, yeah. After they won the Orange Bowl, maybe not. Um, okay, so you listed four schools right there. None of those four are the one that this assistant coach in college football mentioned. Now, a couple on the text line got it right. Texture in the 405 did. Guy, you got it right as well. One college coach says Nebraska, and here's the quote. They're a sleeping giant because every other staff in the league knows what they're building in NIL, In quote. Yeah. So well, some Big Ten coach is saying, yeah, we see what they're doing with NIL. They're a sleeping giant, which I think is fascinating. Yeah. And, you know, I've had this discussion with you before. You know, I've, I've, I've heard some of the inner workings of that NIL and some of the offers that have been made out there to top recruits, and it's big, okay? The, 
But and, and football may not be the only sport where they're committed to that, by the way. Sure, sure. Um, I, I just <sighs> sleeping giant. You have to feel like I, I feel very strongly that Matt Rule is going to make Nebraska a competitive program again. But we're not talking about being competitive. At least that's not the way I viewed it. I viewed it as places that have won national championships, been incredibly successful, and have a chance to get back to that level. I think Nebraska can be competitive in the Big Ten. I think they can put together a really solid program. But I, I, I think suggesting that they can get back and win a national championship is a bridge too far. But I'm saying that today, two years from now, I may totally change my opinion and be like, look out, they've really got yeah, something rolling it, there. It's just hard for me to get there too because like, even especially now with their current situation, I, if the Big Ten was going to stay in the divisions for the next 15 years and they were going to get to play in that crap Big Ten West and we were going to stay in the four-team playoff, and they could run through that bad schedule and that bad division and get in the playoff and win two games. Okay, yeah, maybe I could see it a little bit. You use NIL to build up a, the best team you've had since 1997, and maybe you capture something, but they might have to play Michigan, Ohio State, Penn State in a given year, USC as well, the 12-team playoff. The point is I just don't think they're ever going to be able to acquire enough, enough depth to, to win a title. I don't yeah. see that happening in Lincoln. Here's the other part of it, too. I love Matt Rule as a coach. I think he's great. I think he's exactly what Nebraska needs. But what we've seen from Rule is that he's really good at taking an awful program and making them really competitive. He's never won a national championship. So to suggest that they're a sleeping giant would suggest that he's going to be able to get them from let's see what were they last year uh, 4 uh, and 8 4 and 8 yeah 4 and 8 and that's kind of been about where they've been hovering for a little while to go win a national championship like that's when I'm talking about sleeping giant like that's what I think is like who's who's asleep that can come back and win a national championship and he has never proven that before not to say that it can't happen. Yeah. It's just and, and to be fair, he's, he's never been in a job that's capable. I mean, correct. some might say that Baylor's been much more capable than Nebraska the past 10 years, and yes, that is true, but Nebraska still has resources that Baylor and Temple don't have. But it goes back to something we've referenced a couple of times already this week, is yes, the trend now is if you want to win a title somewhere, you've got to do it quick. That's the recent example. That is absolutely the case for Matt Rule at Nebraska. To think now, he can go from four and eight to a title in like two or three years is crazy to think, but I just don't think that he can be there in seven, eighth year he finally breaks through and win a title. It would have to happen quick, and good luck to him. Well, well here's the thing, too. Um, like the, the one thing that you could do at Nebraska is, let's say two or three years, he's built it up to where they're a solid competitive program, and let's say NIL – is still similar to what we see right now. Right. They they could have the means whenever they're competitive 
to to find the right package, air quotes, to go out and get someone that is super special that can take you at quarterback to go win a championship, right? I mean, that's still something that can happen in college football is a, a Vince Young, a Cam Newton, like those type of guys can take a program that is competitive and put them over the hump and go go win the whole thing. So, right, they'll have the resources to pull that off, but they have to, before they ever do that, they're going to have to make themselves attractive enough for an athlete like that to go there. Yep. And that's going to be the real challenge over the next couple of years. All right, quick timeout, final segment, hour number one, coming up next here from Westwood. Sound off any time of day on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line at 405-651-3439. Knippelmeyer Chevrolet in Blanchard, USA. Plug and take a break from our electronic devices. It can help reduce stress and allow us to reflect on the things that are really important in our lives. This message brought to you courtesy of the United States Air Force. It's the Rush on the Ref, Cavens Group, bringing you this hour. Emergency storm damage, or just an emergency repairs that you need. Cavens Group, they are on the clock 24-7. Check them out, cavensgroup.com. Let me roll through some text here. Florida is definitely a sleeper. They're an NIL giant, says a texter in the 580. Uh, Nebraska has no chance to be dominant again, but the Aggies are on the cusp. Just kidding. Um, would Tennessee be considered a sleeping giant? Not too bad of a location. Solid coach, great NIL. If you take out last year, then yes, Tennessee absolutely qualifies as a sleeping giant, and they might be my uh, like with yeah. the recent success, the location, and the NIL that they have. Tennessee might be my number one pick. Yeah. Someone said that Nebraska absolutely cannot be competitive again is that what the text nebraska says? has no chance to be dominant again dominant but the again. aggies are on the cusp i think they're mostly making a joke but um i don't i don't know i nebraska it, it's in nebraska right and that's the first thing we always look at it and it's like oh nebraska there's no way you know there geography issues if you can if you can develop a winner and start being like if, if rule can finish a couple years by on a progression next year maybe go eight and five um, the year after that maybe win 10 games like, if you can be competitive players will come from all over to go play yeah. and be competitive it really doesn't matter where you are like They've had Think that happen about the before, person. too. They've, they've had that from the state of California. I mean, they would get a majority yeah. of a class there. I'm just trying to think of someone. Can you think of anyone off the top of your head that if Nebraska were to get back would or has succeeded in more of a difficult spot ge- um, geography-wise, like in-state talent and surrounding talent? No, but I'm not saying that geography, has to be the point. I was just curious. Yeah, I just I don't know. I think geography is not as big of a factor as people make it. Um, I think it's more of the perception other than the actual distance. And I put Oklahoma there because the majority of people across the country 
think Oklahoma is 10,000 miles away from the nearest watering hole, right? So we've been able to overcome that perception, and I think if Nebraska wins, I think they could probably overcome it too. All right, hour number two, The Rush, coming up next. Stay with us. Listening to the home of Sooner fans.